My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how you doing? That was the first time I got to see you do the intro while <laughs> seeing your face while you do it. So I know, I was kind of cracking up doing it. I, I could tell. I was like, oh, now, you're, now you have a, a real audience watching me do it. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's cool that we're doing it this way. And yeah, I'm doing good, man. Um, had a pretty... Well, I, was, I did a bunch of casting this past weekend, so I was kind of busy. Didn't really have, like... Well, actually, I, w- I wouldn't say that because I did some casting and then I watched uh, Genesis 8 this past weekend, which is a Smash major in San Jose. So that was really cool. A lot of good matches. Um, obviously, it was Easter as well. So Yes, I ate a lot of turkey yeah. this weekend. Um, turkey. Yeah. yeah, turkey for Easter. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you have turkey for Easter? No. Um, ham for Easter. Ham? Well, we had we had turkey and ham. In fact, oh, okay. we had two, we had two turkeys and two hams yesterday at my at my grandparents. Wow, there's a lot. There's a lot of food. Yeah, there's a lot of food. Jeez. Um, I didn't have that much food, but yeah, um, mostly uh, doing the casting. I did some Smash casting, and then I was watching some Smash. So I had a, and I entered two Smash tournaments online. So you were smashing all weekend. So yes, uh, for lack of a yeah. better term, I was smashing all weekend. But it was a lot of Smash Bros. Um. <laughs> And then I will be uh, going to the LCS Spring Finals, the League Championship Series, this coming uh, weekend in Houston, Texas. So I'm getting ready for that as well. So got a, a jam-packed end of the month here. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, what about you? I feel like I I feel like I got nothing going on. I got, <laughs> I got ball hockey. So I went to my first hockey game since like, the pandemic started. Nice. And the Flames won nine to one. So that was pretty. That was pretty rocking. Damn, nine night. to one. Nine to one, and like the, the so we scored four goals in like three minutes. It was it was killer. I feel like that's what um, happens in the later parts of the season when like teams start playing. Oh, yeah. They're like you know yeah. younger players or like so. Players so we played Arizona. And they're yeah. like they're like one of the worst teams in the league, and they are just like we just want to go back to Scottsdale and like soak in the sun or whatever. So yeah, yeah, it was uh it was fun though. It was I was kind of a little bit like iffy or whatever, like you know going back to to a hockey game with that many people after being away for so long. But, uh, you know, once it kind of got settled in, it was, uh, uh, it was a fun night. So yeah, that's good. Um, so we have, we have kind of a smorgasbord of topics actually here for today. We've got, uh, a couple pieces of news, I guess, to talk about. We've got a couple, uh, rumors that have been floating out and then we're going to touch on something that, um, that I actually wrote a couple weeks ago. And I think we've briefly discussed it here on the show before. I think, but yeah. I'm not I'm not 100% sure about that. So we're going to go into detail um, about that. But first, before we get into anything, I want to throw out there to our audience listening, okay? Next week, we are doing a Metroid themed would you rather. So it's kind of like a it's kind of like a Q&A, but you need to you need to submit your questions in the form of would you rather A or would you rather B? And uh and, and and submit those to us. You can do that. We'll make a tweet about it. We'll we'll uh, of course have the the section in our Omega Metroid Discord where you can submit questions as well. Um, but we want your we want your 
Metroid Would You Rather questions. So I love doing these episodes. It's been a long, 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 long time since uh, actually I've, I've had the chance to do a Would You Rather at all, even Zelda-themed, Metroid-themed, whatever. So looking forward to this. And uh, and we might even have a special guest because, you, like you said, you're I think you're out of town next week, right? I was going to say, yeah, I was wondering who you're going to bring on for that because I'll be I'll be out from, you know, it'll be a long weekend for me. I'm leaving Thursday. I'm coming back late Monday. So uh, right. it's going to be a, a long weekend. So I'm curious. I'm going to be listening to see who you bring on and, and what you all what y'all talk about. I, I have someone in mind and uh, okay. someone that uh, is is really good at video games, but maybe not as good as me. So mm. we'll see. Um, not only that, but we want you guys listening to to let us know what your recommendations and your suggestions would be uh, for the next mapping Metroid. Um, nice. So we I think at this point we've covered. Almost every game. We've covered an area from all three Prime games. We've done Super. We've done Fusion. We've done Zero Mission. Um, I, maybe not Samus Returns yet, but we did do AM2R. So, did we do Dread? Yeah. We did Arteria. Yeah, we did Dread. Yeah, we yeah. did Arteria. Yep. Yeah. So um, now it's kind of like, all right, well, which game gets to go again first? Um, so let us know what area you are looking forward to. I can't wait for someone to be like, dude, do the Pyrosphere. Or do Sector 2 from Other M or the Bottle Ship or well, I guess something. we that haven't done an Other M one, so I mean, in all fairness. Well, we haven't done Other M. We haven't done Federation Force. We haven't done Hunters. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's so true. there actually are a couple of Metro games we haven't done just yet. So maybe, uh, well, I'm not going to say that I would die on this hill, but maybe we do a section from one of those games that we haven't covered just yet before we, you know, double down on another game. I don't know. I'm not against it. Hey, I'm not. I'm not again. We we give you what you want, the listener. So if you want to hear some some uh, analysis on the Metroid Hunters areas, let us know and submit it. And that one would be ripe for some special guests. I'm sure we're both thinking thinking of the same guy. Um, so yeah, let us know. Um, again, you can tweet at us. You can let us know over on Discord. Uh, but we're taking mapping Metroid suggestions. We do have our next inspired by Metroid title picked out, and it is a heavy hitter that uh, I think that people have been looking forward to for a long time. So that's going to be very, very cool. But uh, let's get into it for today. Do you want to start with uh, with the... Start with what you want, Metroid man. Prime stuff? Uh, or... go, go, okay. what, what do you want to start with? It's all, it's all you. Let's, let's, start, let's start Metroid Prime. Um, okay. So Did You Know Gaming released a new video that kind of details some of the um, developmental process behind the original Metroid Prime game. I haven't actually had a chance to watch it yet, but I know that you were writing about it earlier today. So maybe you can kind of just explain any of the the relevant bits or, or details and stuff like that, and we can kind of we can kind of go go over that. I did have one thing that I'll add after you're done that I that I read, which I thought was interesting. Okay, uh, yeah. So I just wrote about this on the site today on the 18th, and I kind of you know I mean I didn't in the article I kind of skimmed through it like I didn't want to reveal everything that was in the video in the article because you know I want everyone to go watch it and I was right. definitely happy that I watched it in full because it's 25 minutes long but it's totally worth your time and by the way I feel like I have a weird grasp of what like a long YouTube video is because I feel like for some people 25 minutes is a long YouTube video I watched like hour and a half two hour long YouTube videos in a sitting so that's long for me so like 25 minutes for especially for Metroid Prime was like mm, cake um, there's a lot of interesting stuff in this, and I think it was a good companion piece to, like, what we've learned from, you know, like, Kiwi's interviews with a bunch of the dev team as well. 
Well, there's some stuff that I hadn't heard before and then stuff that, you know, we kind of get a bit more information on. And then, you know, it's nice to have a refresher. My memory's not the best. So some, some stuff I either, if I had heard it before, I didn't remember. Or maybe I didn't hear it in the same way. Um, some stuff that stuck out to me. And again, I totally recommend everyone going and watching it for themselves because I'm not going to cover everything here. But there's stuff like the, what the original game that Retro was working on before it became Metroid Prime. It was a title called Metaphorce, and it was a game that featured like three different protagonists. That ended up becoming one, that ended up becoming Samus, that they ended up, you know, working in that way. But it was very not like sci-fi Metroid Prime-like at all. Like they were like you're fighting like eugenists and terrorists and and all this crazy stuff. Like it was really it was wild that that was kind of what Retroid was working on for a Nintendo platform. And it was even more mm. weird how it seemed like Nintendo was pretty on board with it for the most part. Until eventually they came up with the idea to make it a Metroid game. Um, some interesting stuff there. Apparently there's, you know, a name for Samus's gunship that is never revealed. That one of the developers talks about. Naming after, like, some kind of bird. Um, like right. the, the, right. the, the, <laughs> the Thresh Eterna or something like that. Which is never revealed in game. Um, like, how much, like, it costs to make the, the Metroid Prime logo because of how many, like, iterations there were of it. I think they redid it, like, 53 times over the course of mm. development. And then it, they liked it so much they used it over and over again for the most part. And the thing that really stuck out to me, and I, I don't know if maybe this had been said previously or revealed previously, um, and maybe I forgot, but how they had no plans to do Metroid Fusion until metroid prime was revealed to audiences i thought that was really interesting because i you know considering that both games came out like pretty much the same time right you would think that for the most part they kind of were developed simultaneously in a way like sure the scope of the games was different so like not as much work mm -hmm. probably was needed for fusion as for prime but it was interesting how they literally had no plans to do metroid fusion they had no plans to really resuscitate 2d metroid at all until the reception they got from revealing metroid prime and they were like oh wait people actually like these games <laughs> people actually want more of these games and we're gonna make more then screw it so the actual hype behind seeing metroid prime was what spurred on the development of metroid fusion at all which i thought was really interesting that is interesting i actually think that it's really interesting that there was the other game that you mentioned because the the one that i always heard was that Raven Blade game? Yes, which is is kind of actually ironic now that I'm thinking about it because Raven Blade, Raven Beak. I'm sure that's a coincidence, oh which is a funny coincidence. Yes, but uh, I, I, yeah, I, I had always heard about that. How it was kind of like an actiony RPG that eventually got canceled, but uh, that is very cool that they're working on something else. Yeah, I th um, I think Raven Blade was kind of just a consequence of like they canceled everything they were working on at the time. Yeah, but they built on one other game specifically to create Prime. Yeah, uh, that that's pretty cool about the ship. Although I'm kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm okay not having a, a name for Samus's gunship. I just kind of like the gunship. But uh, I maybe agree. maybe I would feel different if I if you know it had been given a name way back when. Yeah, um, I think now it sounds weird to us, but back then it'd been fine. One, I actually don't even know if I should mention this, but one thing that I did find that was interesting about this video is that uh, you mentioned it earlier. You were talking about Kiwi Talks, and I don't know if he was sold on on some of the information as accurate in this video. Really? Um, but I, who knows? He he said that uh, you know that he's been in contact with some some ex retro developers and had no reason not to believe him. So 
uh, yeah, just uh, just funny how how that works. But uh, I'm sure, like with everything, there's a little bit of, of truth, and you know, and uh, we're also talking about something that was over 20, or I guess about 20 years ago now. I, I think well. that's the big part of it too, is we're essentially yeah. asking people for information of something that happened like half a lifetime ago for some of these people right like it's hard yeah. to remember the exact details and you and you don't just remember the truth you remember your what you remember of it and how it's been right. you know you've remembered it in your head over the past 20 years so i wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's some things that were misled misleading or uh, left out right. or just remembered differently but i think that's also interesting too because it kind of gives everyone's different perspectives on their role in development yeah and that that was kind of my gut feeling was that like I, I don't think anyone's misrepresenting anything but you know it's a long time and i mean i can't even remember what i did saturday night i was at the hockey game i know that but <laughs> other than that like uh so yeah it's it's a long time but uh yeah i haven't watched it yet but uh i'm definitely going to check it out tomorrow if i have some downtime at work so i'm um, very much looking forward to that one other thing um that that came out today was a I'm actually, I'm just going to read right from the article here just to make sure that uh, that I get it right. But essentially what happened is that uh, there was a leak and a couple users, and this, this leak also originated on 4chan, which I feel like is kind of hit or miss, mostly miss in terms of some of their leaks in the past. But mm. um, a bunch of users said that there is uh, a leak that provides evidence that Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games may be coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Um, files have been leaked into 4chan, which include a Nintendo-developed Game Boy Advance emulator codenamed Sloop and a Game Boy emulator called Hyoko, both developed by Nintendo of Europe. Um, so apparently these were leaked onto uh, to 4chan somewhere and proved the existence of these emulators and, of course, is fueling the speculation that Game Boy Advance... And all the rest are coming to Nintendo Switch Online, which I don't think is like super surprising in and of itself. I think that we all kind of anticipate that announcement eventually. So seeing this isn't like, uh, I guess, ultra surprising. Um, but maybe it, it means that the timetable is being ramped up a little bit, if true. I saw another game developer uh, say, you know, shoot down this idea and, and say that maybe we're, we're making something out of nothing here. But um, I do think it's interesting. One thing that I'm not sure, I just, I don't know if they would do Game Boy, Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance all at the same time. Maybe they would, but I don't know. Um, but there were, there were no titles that were revealed alongside with it. There was a bunch of titles, emulation files that they had with it, but of course no guarantee that anything was actually coming out or launching or anything like that. But um as you might imagine, Metroid Fusion, Metroid Zero Mission were some of the ROMs, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure about Metroid 2 on Game Boy, but I suspect that that would probably be there as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a thing, and I and I probably, I'm sure that eventually we are going to get the Game Boy titles on Nintendo Switch Online. Um, probably particularly the Expansion Pass version of Nintendo Switch Online. But uh, it could be, you know, it could be a cool could be a cool little get for for this year and and you know if, if i had to make a, an educated guess i would say if that's coming maybe like maybe august september right around the time when those nintendo switch online subscriptions tend to roll over who mm. knows yeah this is certainly interesting i mean I, I do think it's very likely if they do game boy stuff it'll all be at once i feel like it it's a bit much to stagger out game boy 
Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color all separately, especially if you think about it back in the day, like you could play your Game Boy Color games on your Game Boy Advance, you know, like they kind of mm-hmm. were a package deal in some ways. And then that rolled over to the original DS as well, which you play your Game Boy Advance games on your DS. So I, I can see them, especially because Nintendo doesn't bring back every single game either. Like they're going to have like a select pick, I would have to imagine. So they're probably going to pick selects from each you know, handheld, which I, I just miss the virtual console days, man. Like, just give me every game and let me pay for them individually of what I want, you know? So I, I'm not the biggest fan of having to subscribe to a service and then they tell me what's going to be available. I'm like, I know you can get all of these games available, man. Like, I can make them available to myself. I know you can do it. But that said, this definitely excites me more. Like, I've had, I had a lukewarm reception to, like, the select titles for the Super Nintendo, but I didn't grow up with the Super Nintendo, really. And 64, also cool, but also like, okay, but I have these games. And I have Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color games too, but something about it, I don't know. Like, the Game Boy just, I'm like, mm, maybe, maybe they'll get me with this one, you know. And, and Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission being on that, obviously very enticing. But there's a lot of awesome Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games I haven't played in some time. So maybe I'll, I'll warm up to it. This is, it's interesting though, because I've been waiting for them to slowly but surely roll, roll out all these games. And it seems like maybe they're finally doing that. I don't know the, you know, how legit this leak is. But, you know, seeing something like, oh, Pokemon Pinball could show up. You know, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Like, I I haven't yeah. played those games in a while. Like, you know, maybe they'll get me. And I don't know what it is. Like, I guess just over time, I'm kind of softening up to it. I just don't like how Nintendo's been handling it. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, maybe I could play some N64 games on my Switch. That'll be cool. I'm down for some Game Boy, Game Boy Color games. At the end of the day... There's a ton of people out there who haven't played these games as well, or maybe they didn't grow up with them and might be interested. Mm-hmm. So I hope this is real. I hope that they just drop them all at once, but, you know, uh, Nintendo takes a while to get things rolling. So this, this is cool, though. I, I, I'm interested to see how this pans out, because like you said, apparently this might not be, you know, 100% legit. <laughs> so it's with every leak, you got to take it with a big grain of salt, and I'm hoping we, uh, we figure out what's going on soon. Yeah, I would say that, uh, I don't know. I, I think that selfishly, I would really want these titles to come out because I would uh, love to take screenshots of Metroid Fusion for OmegaMetroid.com. That would be awesome. Um, I would helpful. say, yeah. But I, you know, I'll also unselfishly too, I, I think that it would just be like super awesome if people could just experience Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission and to a lesser extent Metroid 2, but... Uh, particularly the Game Boy Advance games. Um, I just think that getting those in front of like more people would be, you know, would be awesome. Um, yeah, I, I think, I, I think that I don't actually know how legit I think this rumor is. I think that it's one of those things where it's like, it's something that we all know is probably going to happen. So it probably doesn't take much to look like, you know, what you're talking about and make mm-hmm. it, um, you know, seem like a big deal or, or like it's going to happen. But, uh, you know, I, I would be totally down if they came out, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just that I see Nintendo doing something dumb, like just having like the Game Boy and Game Boy Color as part of like the regular online, like Game Boy Advance as part of expansion or something. I, I don't know. I could just, they'll do something. I could just like see that. something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I think it'll be easier for them to maybe execute these games because they're smaller and more compact. So I'm, what I'm hoping about is maybe we'll get a bigger selection of games. Like I think for the N64, there's only like, I don't know how many 15 20 games maybe 
Like I, I don't. Yeah. Like there really, like there really aren't many games, and like what they have is cool. Like you got Paper Mario, you got Super Mario sixty four, you got Banjo Kazooie, you know. But the the N sixty four library is so vast, and I understand licensing wise, they probably can't get all of those games these days. Maybe, maybe that's it. But I'm hoping that you know when you think of big game libraries, I mean the Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color are extremely vast. Like I would hope that this means that we're getting a big selection of games. That's what excites me the most. So I'm hoping we get that. I I would say, and, and I would just assume, but I think that you could almost immediately rule out. Cause like when I think of game boy color and, and game boy specifically, I think of like Pokemon red and Pokemon crystal and that kind of stuff. I don't think we're getting that on any kind of Nintendo switch online mm-hmm. subscription service. So I just, you know, they, they don't have a, I don't think they have a, a big history of putting Pokemon titles on virtual... Well, I guess they're on virtual console, but I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Um, I think that those ones still make money, but... Yeah. But, like, there's so many great... I mean, you know, you have the Minish Cap. You have Superstar Saga. Yeah. You have Mario Kart Super Circuit. You have uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. You have... I, there's tons of, like, awesome games. There's from, there's tons of awesome games. You know, I think Amazing Mirror, you know... The, the one thing that you that I think that you have to accept with like this Nintendo switch service kind of like you were saying is like you really you really are just getting like the first party games and anything else is just a, like an added bonus just because of like licensing and stuff like that which is you know kind of disappointing because I think the n64 in particular had like a lot of really awesome like like I think of like the Star Wars games on on n64 were really sweet or like yeah. I was I was like a big fan of like army men back in the day or whatever so like those kind of games yeah I, I don't know how likely it is that you'll ever see those on like a subscription service. But like, you know, if, if you got your, your first party heavy hitters and like you said, like if you're talking Game Boy Advance, if you're talking like Minish Cap or like Superstar Saga or whatever, um, you know, I, I think that that would be pretty cool. I feel like virtual console, maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like it had a bunch of like third party and non first party games on it. Maybe I'm misremembering. It, it did. Yeah. So like I did. I, why can't we go back to that? Well, I feel like it's been a step back. Like the virtual console well, is one of the best things they had. So, yeah, the virtual console is, again, kind of, like, partner-dependent, because uh, I could I could be misremembering this, but, like, Sega, for example, I don't think they were on the, uh, the Wii U virtual console, like, at all, and I guess there is a little bit of a dispute over how much of the cut that Sega was getting, mm-hmm. and that's why, I, again, I don't know how true this is or not, but I, I've heard, and this makes sense to me, that's why the expansion price is so, like, much more expensive to make sure that, you know, Sega gets some of that when they... When they're getting their Sega Genesis games, um, so I don't know. It, it, it's licensing everywhere, but I, I do, I do tend to agree. I, I do like the, the virtual console. Although there were some instances too where the virtual console was frustrating because it's like, like I, I would like to buy all of these different games, but I mean it took like forever for Earthbound, for example, to come over to, um, to the virtual console. So that that didn't have like the, the the, the full selection of games either, but it, it, it was probably better. Yeah. I think you can definitely say it was better. Yeah. Um, all right. One last thing before we get into the actual uh, topic for today. I figure that we should probably bring this up. Um, there is a job posting going around, and it was not for a janitor at Retro Studios. But, in fact, it was for a writer, and a couple people in Discord were talking about this. And I think you and I kind of agreed or arrived at the same conclusion that uh, this writer position was really for, like, the granular details I think that we're thinking of, like we've got the, the broad spectrum of the story laid out. We've got the story beats. We just need somebody to actually go in, cross the T's, dot the I's and and write the actual dialogue, which is 
probably the least fun part of uh, of something like that. But that that's encouraging, definitely, that they're getting to that point where it's like, all right, it's time to fill out uh, log entry lore number six or whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't think that they're hiring someone to be like, all right, it's time to write the story of Metroid Prime Four. Yeah. Like they're doing. I mean, like to an extent, obviously, like dialogue is can be really fun to write, but when it's yeah. like your own dialogue, you know. At the same time, like if you're going on and getting hired by Retro Studios to write Metroid, like I'm sure that's something that you'd want to do, and it could be really exciting. Like, I would love to do that. So, in one way, it's like it's not necessarily your own work. You're writing what needs to be written for the job, but at the same time, it kind of is because that's what you signed up for, and you're excited to do it. That said, definitely more of the granular stuff. Um, you know, we kind of speculated that this probably means the game is you know, further along in development because they're not likely worried about, like, specific dialogue or scans yeah. or whatever early in development. They're worried on, you know, building the worlds and the rooms and establishing the mechanics and how the, all the systems work and all that. And and that, and they have a good idea of what the story is going to be to help guide all those things, but they don't necessarily have conversation AB32 written out. That's, you know, the dirty work has to be yeah. done by someone else. And as a writer myself... And I'm sure many writers out there can agree the fun part is the planning and the idea part and the big picture and actual sitting down and writing the thing oh. can sometimes be one of the hardest things to do. So, Buddy, what what year did Into the Spider-Verse come out? 2018? Something like that? I don't know. Early 2019? So as soon as that movie came out, I was like, we need to do a Zelda version of this. And I plotted like the whole the whole <laughs> idea. And then when it came time to actually writing, I was like exactly yeah i don't, I don't want to do this yeah it's it's fun to come up with yeah. it and, and i'm a big outliner myself but when you actually want to sit down and write the thing that said though if you're getting paid by retro to do it i'd i'd yeah. have more yeah. enthusiasm than anybody else but yeah it's cool to see that they are still you know hiring to get the the game i mean look let's be honest and i can maybe speak for you as well we're not experts on game development we've never made a game ourselves we don't know really what entails what's going on. And this game has also been delayed. It's gone through a long development cycle that's been restarted. Who knows where it's at at this point? But that said, the game was restarted, what, uh, over three years ago now, right? 20, or January it's been, 2019. It's been over a thousand days. Yeah. Over a thousand days. Like, I would have to imagine at this point that the game is in its later stages of game development. And we've talked about this on the server in the past couple weeks that I personally feel like Metro Prime 4 is coming out next holiday. Not this coming holiday season, but holiday 2023. Mm -hmm. Which means by the time it comes out by then, it'll have been four, almost five years since it had been restarted and then come out. So I'd have to imagine it's late in development at this point. Like I can't, I can't imagine that they're at like the larger macro points of development right now. So... This, I think, is a great thing. I'm excited that the game is hasn't been re-restarted <laughs> and they're still chugging along. But it's cool yep. that, uh, I mean, also, whoever gets that job, um, I would hope that that's a really awesome experience and, and best of luck to them because that sounds really cool. I feel like that was always a dream of mine. That, that would be cool. Like, Metroid like, Prime imagine games. that one guy, he put in that Metroid Dread reference. Uh, you know, we were still talking about it uh 15 years later. Yeah, exactly. So, so I don't yeah. know. That, that's a, it's a cool thing to see that they're still chugging along and hopefully the game's uh, done soon. All right. Let's get to uh, let's get to what we're here for and let's talk about my pitch okay. for Metroid 6. Yes, and a half, do, uh, half hour into this and we're going to talk yeah. about the topic of the show. Well, like, like I, I really don't have much to say. I mean, it's just your kind of reaction to it that, that I'm after here. So do yes. you want me to kind of outline what my pitch is here? Yeah, so I have the, I have the article up right but let's i figure let's go through it again 
and you kind of okay. you know expand let me, upon let me and talk about what you yeah. yeah give me give me you know i want to hear it from 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 you and all that and, and then grill you so on all right so <laughs> it, obviously we're taking place after after metro dread and um there is and now this is really just a, a story draft and it's not really focused on what like the gameplay hook might be anything like that although Part of what the story is, is, is I'm assuming what part of the gameplay is going to be as well. And that is, of course, the return of the Metroid suit that you get at the end of Metroid Dread. I hope Dread. so. I, hope, I mean, I hope so, right? I feel like that's got to be, like, the main gameplay hook for the next Metroid game. I, I feel like you can't tease that and then just rip oh, it away so uh, soon. Oh, you don't think so. Because <laughs> I think 100% that could happen. Well, I, maybe it could happen, but I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Um, because I think that that would be, like, too too good not to, not to run with. Right. So... We're going based on the idea that uh, Samus has the Metroid suit, and she is the last Metroid in the galaxy. And as we know, the Federation, they don't want those Metroids if they can't control them, which at this point, we know that the Federation cannot control Samus. We know that they can't control Metroids. So we just have a, a walking, talking galactic threat in Samus that needs to be eliminated. And this is where, actually, I think that you could do a really cool kind of swerve, if you will, to use some some wrestling vernacular. Um, one thing, we've kind of talked about it here before on the show, and, and I think that one of the reasons that a lot of people hold Metroid Prime Hunters dear is that it kind of expanded the universe, it expanded the roster of, of like different playable characters, but also just like different people in the Metroid universe. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like, like you really don't get that a whole lot. Like I can think of the Hunters and Corruption... I can think of the Hunters in Metroid Prime Hunters. And, you know, like, aside from a few bad guys here and there, you know, probably Ravenbeak, but I, I got mean, the he's off. dead now. Uh, well, even them, like, they were they were mostly kind of faceless. Like, I know that Umos was, you know, he had a name or whatever, but, like, I'm talking like a real character, like someone that you can sink your teeth into. And I think that they're building Silex up for that. Yep. But I think that, like, really there's not, like, a lot of, like, great in-depth, three-dimensional characters in the Metroid series. You have Samus. You I, you could probably throw Raven Beak in there. You could probably throw Silex. You could maybe throw some of the Hunters in there. But, you know, I, I think that we're always looking for, like, new... Or at least I, I appreciate, like, new characters and, and new angles, new personalities, new stories. And I feel like we haven't really had that in a while in Metroid, save for, like I said, Raven Beak, who is dead now. And, uh, and I have a lot to say about back. that, but go on. Okay. So one of my one of my ideas was like I think that we could turn this whole Samus is a is a Metroid deal into a really good opportunity to introduce like a new playable character, not just a new character for Metroid Six, but like I'm talking like a new character that you can you can continue to have in the Metroid series beyond. Maybe you could do like the type of character that you could do like a, a Metroid Federation Force spinoff game with this character and have it not be lame because people actually like this character um and i took big 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 inspiration from one of my favorite video games metal gear solid 2 uh sons of liberty which kind of pulled a similar bait and switch where like you played as solid snake in the prologue and then once the prologue was over you played as a new character who was also called snake and then very quickly changes his code name to raiden and raiden is essentially hunting solid snake because he has been deemed a threat for the people that uh you know he works for so 
I think that you could really just apply a Metroid skin to that. You could you could play as a new hunter. Maybe you could even have a, a playable section with uh, Samus of the Prologue. But you can have that, and then you can have a new hunter. Um, and it could be whatever. I mean, it could be a soldier. It could be a, a bounty hunter. I, whatever. People more creative than I can, can come up with a good idea for that. But you can have this new hunter. He's working for the Galactic Federation. And uh, they're finally going all in to finish off samus and i think that i know that you kind of roll your eyes at this but i think that you can like have your cake and eat it too with like the the cliffhanger for metroid fusion i do think that you can revisit that in metroid 6 if you were to go this route um so i think that you could you could pay off that story you can introduce a new character and and you know i'm not saying that so samus is the the quote-unquote antagonist in this game and who you are tasked to hunt but i think like in metal gear solid 2 you eventually kind of come around and you find out that like you know, the Galactic Federation is not what it seems. Samus is not who she has been portrayed as. And maybe there is a, a middle ground or, or a kind of a working relationship that can be found. I think, like, one of the coolest moments in Metal Gear Solid 2 is, like, when Raiden and Snake kind of kind of join up together and they're fighting, like, three Metal Gear Rays. Like, that was so, so awesome. Um, and it was, just, it was just cool to see, like, that new supporting character in Raiden be introduced and i and i really feel like he added a lot to the series not just in that game but like in metal gear solid 4 he eventually got his own spin-off metal gear whatever that one was called metal gear rising well well wasn't very good i don't know about uh, that know, sir uh you know I'm, okay I'll, I'll take it back i never actually played it for myself i just i just have heard that it was not very Some great good. memes I that could, come i from could be wrong games. um yeah so yeah. so yeah my my idea is like you know i i think that and and obviously there are some drawbacks to this idea, i.e. you've just had the most successful 2D Metroid game that you've ever had, and you've just really kind of perfected the gameplay of the 2D Metroid series in a lot of ways. And so moving to another playable character would obviously be a little bit of a departure and a risk for people that maybe got into Metroid and, you know, are, are ready for more. Um, but I think that maybe you could also offset this. You could do like a Fusion remake, or uh, remaster and, and that could be like a like a fusion remaster with the dread engine and maybe that could just be for like people who want kind of more metroid but i don't know i i think that it could be really cool and, and really daring if like you had this new playable character and it, and it gave the series legs a little bit um i saw that a lot of people were not down with this idea <laughs> and i i expected that but i think that it could be cool i just i love the idea of like new characters coming into the metroid series and new characters that we can like build off of create new backstories create new lore create new rivalries like let's give this guy a, like a rivalry akin to samus versus ridley i think that would be cool um so yeah i didn't really have any like beat by beat story ideas just the general idea that like maybe we're hunting samus maybe we've got this uh you know we've got this plot thread that is left you know, unresolved from metroid fusion and the galactic federation let's resolve it let's get a new playable character and let's uh let's make a big deal out of samus being a metroid so that I think was was the article in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if this will surprise you or not. I actually don't hate the idea. Uh, <laughs> um, that, that does surprise. I me. don't. I actually don't. I because I don't think it's a bad idea to have a new character introduced. I really don't. As much as I do think Samus should shouldn't be removed entirely, you know. Which I don't yeah, think you're I, saying. I just I want to yeah I want to jump in and make very clear that no yeah. I'm I'm definitely not saying like like I think that you could do this game with a new playable character and maybe 
Like, I think, like, the next Metroid game, you want to have Samus as, like, your playable character again. It kind of, like, an absence makes the heart grow fonder. And, like, maybe you could do, yeah. like, a section, kind of like in Halo 2 where you play, or whatever Halo where you play as Arbiter. Halo um, 2, yes. Um, okay. Do you play as Arbiter in Halo 3? Well, that's what I was going to say. You remember. don't, actually. You play only as Master Chief in, in Halo 3. But you do fight okay. alongside Arbiter in, in Right. Halo well, yeah, 3. something like that. I, I think that could be cool. So... I was going to make, I mean, obviously you knew I was going to bring up Halo at some point um, because they usually end up doing it pretty well in the trilogy, but I don't, I don't hate that because I think one of the best ways to introduce a new character is to have that bridge of Samus still being there in a way. So if you play, a, if you play as both Samus and this new character throughout the game, I think that, you know, you satisfy both parties. And like, I remember, I mean, I don't remember it specifically, but I know for a fact that like when people found out that like half of Halo 2 you play as Arbiter and not Master Chief. That wasn't received very well. But over mm -hmm. time, I think it's become very appreciated. Obviously, Halo 2 is still regarded as one of the best games of all time. You know, uh, notwithstanding Chief being playable I, only it half was, of it. It was my favorite Halo game that I yeah, played. I um, love the Arbiter sections. I, I love the Arbiter sections too. I mean, Halo 3 is my personal favorite, but Halo 2 is right there. Um, I think the thing for me is, and and I think you can see this coming, I'm so over the Galactic Federation is bad, you know, because it's like, at this point, it's almost insulting our intelligence, like, to have the game set up where it's like, is, oh, the, there's a revelation at the end of the game where, oh, the, the, the Federation is bad, I'm like, I know that, I knew that in 2002 and when Fusion told me, you know, like, I understand, like, they're now in a weird position where... Like, do they ignore that? And the Federation is, like, not bad. Like, obviously, it's a big organization that has a bunch of different branches that all, like, some, you know, the right hand's not talking to the left. So, like, maybe you could do that. I'm personally kind of over that. I think you could still do a story where Samus is on her own adventure, doing her thing. Maybe she's, you know, wherever, somewhere else in the galaxy using her new powers. And then you have this new... Uh, hunter who's doing something maybe they need someone to fill in for Samus because Samus took off for whatever reason right and maybe part of the game is figuring mm -hmm. out like why she's off on her own doing this mission it's kind of a mystery and she's not being hunted for whatever reason she's just doing her own thing maybe not responding to bounty calls or whatever it is she's just off doing her own thing Federation needs someone to stand in so they get this new hunter this new bounty hunter this new warrior to to fill in her role and eventually their paths cross like something like that I think could really work I think Having it be like, okay, they're going to go hunt Samus, that's a bit too, like, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me and a bit too obvious. But I also think this is an opportunity for Samus to overcome the uh, normal archetype for what we know is like a Metroid. Like, as Samus and her character, like, she should be able to overcome her new found powers and not just be like this threat, right? And show like, hey, like, I'm still Samus, like, I'm still a good guy, like, whatever it is. Um and I'm still a hero, regardless of, you know, the changes that have happened to me, right? And and just kind of like, like, even if she isn't obviously the antagonist at the end of the day, I think framing it that way leaves out some possibility to see some other kind of growth. Um, but I'm not entirely against that. I think it would be really cool to have different sections where you're playing as Samus, you're playing as another character, because then you can open up the gameplay in so many different ways without having to necessarily change Samus Yes. Very directly, right? Yeah. Like, you could have a character that plays very differently and still maintain what Samus is and have that character as well and still have that archetype, which is interesting that we bring this up because we were just talking about the Did You Know Gaming video, which the ver the original concept of the game that eventually became Metroid Prime was a game where you had three different protagonists who all played very differently. And you played the game in sections 
with different, you know, abilities because of the characters you played as. So it would actually be a little interesting kind of callback in a way, like to the original DNA of Metroid Prime. So I'm actually not entirely against that. I don't want her to necessarily be an antagonist outright, and I don't want the game to make it like, oh, she's the bad guy at the beginning, but then you find out she's good later. I know she's going to be good later. Like, duh. But I think splitting up the game between her and a new character would be very interesting. Like a, a passing of the torch in a way, while still having Samus around in, in yeah. later games. Yeah, I, I think that you could do that very effectively. Uh, for me, I, I think that the Federation probably makes the most sense. Um, but I'm not necessarily like like glued to that idea. If there was another scenario that that was presented that, that made sense for like someone to kind of be competing or, or, or in direct conflict with Samus, I, I'd be fine with that. I just think it's like an interesting idea to see... Like I, I just... I always remember just... I love that, that moment in Metal Gear Solid 2 where... You know, Raiden is, is really kind of figuring out everything for himself and realizes that who he's working for is is not really, you know, they're 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 sus. Like they're they're not uh, they they kind of remind me in a lot of ways of like the Galactic Federation, to be honest, like the Patriots. Um, yeah. So I thought that that was really cool. I do think that that makes sense. But like I said, I'm not I'm not married to the idea. I could I could definitely be, uh, you know, open to other things. But I the the thing that you mentioned too is like the gameplay. I think that that would be like a really exciting opportunity because. You know, we, we kind of talked about it before. There are definitely some new power-ups that you can get in Metro Dread that were, like, incredibly awesome. But, you know, it's still you still got the speed boost. Mm-hmm. You still got the, the screw attack. Like, let's get someone that is, like, completely, like, different. Maybe maybe this dude fights with, like, a, maybe it's melee combat. Like, you yes, know, exactly. there's no beams at all. Like, yeah. who knows, right? Um, so that could be that could be very interesting. I you know actually to build on this, this is sort of unrelated but kind of kind of related. I'm actually I'm pretty convinced that we're going to be playing a Silex in Metroid Prime Four. I don't think so. I if if Silex shows I mean, up, maybe they do actually. I don't know at all. <laughs> if he shows up, I'm pretty convinced that we're going to be playing as him. Maybe maybe it's DLC. Maybe it's not like right away, but I think we are. Um, but I would I would love to see like a, a new just for like a new playable character because like when you think of Metroid characters, it's kind of like. You have Samus, and then you 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 kind of have like a, a row of monsters, right? After that, like Ridley. I, I mean, I love Ridley. You love we all love Ridley, but like he's you know he doesn't have a whole lot to him. He's just kind of like this big badass, imposing force of nature. Um, and you could say the same about Kraid. You could say the same about Mother Brain. And to a lesser extent, you could say the same about Ravenbeak. They tried to flesh him out a little bit, but yeah. I mean, you know. Um, and beyond that, the characters that do have a little bit of, of depth to them are are the people like mb or melissa bergman uh, that didn't debatable actually and, and and mb wasn't the worst idea in the world but you know it it wasn't executed the best so and what i'm saying is i think that there is room for like a, a cool new nuanced character in the series um because i i don't know that metroid has an abundance of that. i i agree i don't think we'll see silex being playable in metroid prime 4 because i think he's going to be the outright pro or antagonist like i don't think we'll see ourselves being able to play as both the good guy and the bad guy whereas in a a follow-up to like metroid dread i think we could see that because the new character introduced probably also be a good guy and i would like to see samus also remain the protagonist or to some degree you know a good guy or an ally right like i think it's interesting where you could have a situation where she's overcoming her newfound metroid abilities right and not just being an outright Mm -hmm. antagonist or you know something like that that would be kind of easy to figure out and of course we'd also don't want to miss out on the fact that i want to play as samus with her newfound metroid powers too right of course yeah um yeah i think they've kind of written themselves into a corner with this federation stuff 
you know, if they do it right, that'd be cool. We'll kind of figure it out. I feel like the hero turn fugitive trope is just so played out, you know? Like, I, I would be interested in just having just intercross you know, paths. You're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I think that a trope, it when done effectively, like, when, when it's good, like, tropes... Tropes are tropes for a reason, Fair. right? Like, yeah. I, I think that you're not wrong. Like, some some of them are clearly overdone. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is one that, you know, I, I can't recall another Nintendo game. I'm sure there probably is that I'm just not thinking of. But I, I can't recall another Nintendo series that's kind of went down this road. Um, I don't know. I think it could work. Yeah. I, I still think it's important, though, that Metro, or that Samus is the the main lead of the next game, though. Even if we do have yeah. a new character thrown in there, like I would like it to still be majority Samus. And we were talking about the arc thing. Like I still think there's so much more to be said with the current Metroid story. Like, you know, the arc of the Metroids and the Chozo or the X are done, or whatever. Like that's a thing that was really just kind of forced into dread. Right. Like I never felt when we were playing Metroid fusion or like Samus returns, like, Oh, we're right at the end of this arc. Like, I feel like it just kind of started like fusion was really where it started to actually feel like there was a story happening. And then all of a sudden dread comes through and it's, Oh, this is the end of it. And like, I feel like we just kind of got the ball rolling. And that's why we, we bring up Ravenbeak a bunch of times. I think it was such a misstep to have Ravenbeak. As far as I know, die at the end of dread, like Ravenbeak, a hundred percent could have been a multi-game villain. Like to, he could have, yeah. Because I just like to have a character that apparently was so integral to the story that we had no idea about until Dread told us, only for them to also be defeated and die in the exact same game, just feels so abrupt to me. Like one thing that works so well about Dark Samus is that Dark Samus is the main villain of those games for three whole games. Like it's it's more or less a culmination of fighting Dark Samus that whole time, like. You like Metroid Prime, you build the end of that, and that's the formation of Dark Samus. Dark Samus, you fight them throughout too, and then it really comes to a finale where you again are taking on Dark Samus and her forces at the end. Like, it's not a character that's introduced in Metroid Prime 3 and dies at the end of Metroid Prime 3. And Ravenbeak, as much as I thought the whole, like, you know, um, like, uh, Empire Strikes Back reveal was kind of meh, whatever. Like, oh my god, Samus, I'm your father. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. But there was so much more they could have done with that character. And I think there's a lot more that can be done with Samus in this current story that I would hate to see that kind of thrown away because there was some kind of forced finality to Dread when it felt like they were just... It was, it was mostly in words. I didn't feel that in the games themselves. Like, the X-Parasites were introduced in Fusion... And then their arc ends in dread. Like that's like it to me too. Like stuff like that. I just feel like it I, would... I, I'm okay with it. Like I mean, I I would have thought their arc ended in fusion, and I was okay with. Yeah, but that. then but it I, wouldn't I be like an arc. It would just be a dread. single game. I'm glad they showed up again, but it also felt like the X showing up in dread were more of a fan servicey kind of thing than actually like being maybe... needed. Yeah, maybe I I could see that. I, I you know one thing that I think would be cool about Samus is kind of like the again quote unquote antagonist is like you don't really have an antagonist for the next game. Like you can go in a new direction. You you can build up a new threat for sure. Um, I mean that's why you introduce I, a new character too. Like you can introduce yeah, that new threat like, in a way that's I, tied I to think the new that, character. I think that you could introduce exactly. You could introduce like the new threat that's maybe I'm just gonna call up the Galactic Federation, but it could be whatever. Um, the the person that's that's pulling the strings behind that, and you have Samus as kind of like that barrier but you get to the end of the game and and once you're there you kind of learn that like you know samus isn't the barrier at all it's in fact whoever that that's controlling the galactic federation or whatever evil organization is behind uh 
the plot of Metroid 6. Yeah. So I think that that could work really well. I, I think that uh, so one thing that you never really get to do in Metal Gear Solid 2 is actually, like, throw hands with Solid Snake. Uh, you, you throw down with Solidus Snake, who is a different character, <laughs> but there's never a moment where Raiden and Snake actually, like, go head-to-head. I think it would be, like, really cool. Like, imagine, like, this this new playable character, Metroid 6, is convinced Samus is, like, the bad guy, and, and uh, maybe this is just because I recently read Batman Year One, but it's kind of the same thing there. Like, James Gordon is hunting Batman, and then he sees some, Batman do something heroic at the end. He's like, is this guy, like, really a bad guy, or am I just working for bad people? Um, so maybe, I'm not saying you replicate that exactly, but maybe you have, like, an awesome boss encounter, and, you know... It's it's fairly like mono and mono, but at the end, Samus activates a Metroid suit. She could clearly just suck your soul right out with her with her hand, and maybe she just chooses not to, and and that's the that's the moment of doubt. And this doesn't have to be like the final battle. I don't know. This could be like a midway through the game battle, but I think that that could be cool. I just think like a, a battle against Samus would be very very cool. Uh, I agree. We, we we had it in in Federation Force, and that was like the opposite of very very cool. <laughs> well, we had you didn't really like cool the bat- giant morph ball bat- boss fight. <laughs> Come on, yeah, well, I know. Uh, Pinnacle, bro. Dark Samus was cool, and like that that was. I think you could build on that, but never had that like two D you know battle against Samus, and I, I think that that could be really awesome. I actually think that it wouldn't look like entirely dissimilar from the Raven Beak fight. I think that there could be like some definite similarities there. Um, so. What, what I was thinking here, because, again, I, I, I'm not against that. I still am, like, I, I just don't want the game to try to, like, convince me that Samus is the bad guy here or something. Because I just, I'm, I'm not, it's not going to sell me. I really think it would be really interesting, like I said earlier, if, like, Samus is on her own adventure, doing her own thing, almost in, like, a reset kind of way. She's just, like, off on her own, completely isolated. And we don't really know why, right? Maybe she's exploring more of her powers. Maybe she gets some kind of lead we don't know about. While this new character is dealing with some kind of threat. And maybe somehow their paths cross because Samus gets alerted of what they're working on. And altruistically is like, I have to intervene. Regardless of what's going on here, I wanted to step away, but I have to come back. Or you kind of do the... I don't remember which of the new Star Wars movies is. Whatever one where What's-Her-Face goes and finds Luke on the island, right? And what I thought was always going to be really... Yeah, I know. But what would have been really cool is if instead Luke of throwing the lightsaber off over his shoulder and not caring if he actually cared and maybe like dueled her and like tested her skills or something like that to be like, okay, this is someone that's worth my time. Like it would be cool if maybe this new character had to go find Samus to get her help because for whatever reason she's busy or she's like, I'm done with this, like blah, 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 or she's preoccupied with her new powers or whatever it is. She runs and they find Samus and Samus is like, all right, well, or is this even worth my time or whatever? And maybe you have a fight against Samus and it leads to like, okay, like they'll team up and all that. That could be cool. Maybe Samus just outright just stomps you. Like you have no chance. Like that's how good she is, which would be so sick. Like I, I don't even want, I, I think that that's I don't like, even want it to be a fair that's fight. That's the fight I want. I don't want it to be, I want yeah. Samus to be super overpowered because she is. But I, I would, I think there are ways to do that setup without having it be like Samus is a fugitive or a presumed fugitive or she's a presumed bad guy. And then you talk to her or fight her and you're like, oh, she's actually not the bad guy. Like, if anything, I feel like it would be more interesting if there was a more positive reason for them to meet up together. Um, or you have them on their separate paths and they, their paths cross like, you know, GTA 5 style where they're all part of a bigger story and they're, they're different individual stories cross. Or you go the Halo 2 route and you have two characters on completely different stories 
that are forced to work together for whatever reason, right? Even though I guess in that way, you know, Arbiter's obviously the bad guy at one point, but he becomes the good guy too, so it's okay. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, you're right. Tropes are tropes for a reason, but um, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's too, it's too, like, first step, like, too obvious for me to be like, what's the most, like, the immediate thing they could do? Samus is the bad guy. She has Metroid powers. The Federation wants to take her out, whatever. Like, there has to be more creative ways to, to do that. So that's why I'm, I, I'm not so I feel like that. That it's such a, it's such a logical it's, it's, but premise. It's too, it just doesn't, it's not compelling. Sometimes, sometimes you got to do what's, what's logical. Well, if and, that and was like, the case, they just make because, other decisions well, just because you have, Just because you have the premise, though, doesn't mean that you can't make it interesting and take it in oh, different ways sure. and different branches and stuff like that. So, like, we're, we're talking about just, like, the starting point and, like, yeah, maybe if they, you know, if they ripped off like Metal Gear Solid Two, like B for B, it would be like, ah, okay, this is. But I mean, if they if they use that as like their premise, and then they, you know, they go left, they go right, they go up, they go down, like that. Well, sure. I mean, obviously, I, you know. there's many days they could do it. I just think with they've already kind of like teased the Federation being bad thing so many times now for them to then be like, and we've talked about this ad nauseum at this point. But yes, I th- I just think now it might be more interesting if they don't do that, right? And at this point. For all we know, the Federation, like, because I've been told a ton of times now that the whole ending of Fusion was not correct and it was like some, you know, offshoot part of the Federation that doesn't actually represent the Federation as a whole. If that's the case, then actually commit to that. You know, like, if, if you know, if the Federation aren't the bad guys in Dread, let's make them not the bad guys going forward, you know, for whatever reason. I think they've kind of already teased it and not followed through, but. I think there are some interesting ways you could do it where Samus isn't necessarily like perceived to be the bad guy. I mean, you're right. They could also do it interesting ways where she is, but I I think I would be more curious to see how they could pull it off in another way that isn't as immediately feasible or logical from just, you know, first thought, you know, I think that may be more interesting. Sure. I, and I'm not against that at all. Really. Like, uh, like I said, I'm not like married to the idea, but I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like the premise makes a lot of sense. It's there. It would, I know they, you know, I know you're over the, the Galactic Federation part, but some people aren't, right? Like, some people do want a little bit more of a payoff. I, I still am kind of of the camp that, like, I really do think that Other M was, was supposed to be the payoff to that with, like, the... the Shame. The colonel from Metal Gear Solid 3 getting arrested at the end of the game, um, except we never knew who that was. We never knew what he did. We never knew what division he was. So, like, and also that took place before Metroid Fusion, so... But I, I do think that that was supposed that was intended to be the payoff to the Galactic Federation plot, and uh, you know, I don't know. Like I like I said, I actually don't hate the like like I said the premise of Other M. I actually don't hate like it's just that they went left, right, and you know up down in a completely awful bad way. Yeah. Um. I, I, so yeah. you know you you can have your you can have your premise, and and really it's up to you where you want to go. I do think that this would be like. A pretty cool idea. And, and just like I said, like, so now that, like, and just to put, I'll put this out there. Like, we talked about new characters in Smash Bros or whatever a couple, a couple months ago. Um, so, like, probably Raven Beak is a good one. But, like, I mean, like, after that, like, who's who's going Silex. to Smash? Like, Silex, man. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. I, I guess Silex. But, like, my point is, is there's, like, there's not, like, I don't know. I, I no, feel like right. it would be cool if they built up, like, a roster of recognizable characters. Like, like, you know, like, introduce a new character. Like, Metroid 7 is all about Samus, definitely. Maybe we get, like, Metroid, whatever, Federation Force 2, but it stars, it stars our hunter or whatever, and it's, like, and it's an actual, like, cool spinoff game, and not, like, you know, kind of, because I feel like they've been trying to get these, 
these spinoff games kind of up and off the ground with with Hunters, with Federation Force, and for whatever reason, they just they haven't really taken. And I guess you could really just argue that Metroid itself hasn't really taken because they haven't committed to it. But yeah. you know, I I think that you know the more the more that you world build and expand and stuff like that. Um, you know, I agree. The better that you probably are. I think at the same time too, one of the big draws of Metroid is Samus herself too. So I think that I don't want them to lose Definitely. sight of that. Yeah. Like one of the big reasons I play Metroid is because I like Samus as the character and, and her story. So I hope that there isn't like a loss of sight of that. I do think that it's important that if you're going to build up this other character, that you're also still building up Samus as well. And like, if you go the Halo two route, like you have both store, like I love the beginning of Halo two where you're having Master yeah, Chief getting yeah, yeah, his yeah. coronation, Arbiter getting exiled or whatever it is, you know, becoming the Arbiter, like both those simultaneously happening. Like, to be fair, that only really works because of what happens in Halo 1 as well. But I think you could do that in a similar way with, you know, the follow-up. Well, like, think about this, thread. though, too. Think about this. You're playing as, let's, let's call it a bounty hunter. You're playing as a bounty hunter. And you're, you're probably like a, a talented bounty hunter. But, like, your mission is to hunt down Samus, the most legendary figure the galaxy has ever seen like you can build up the mystique of samus throughout the whole game and like to see her through another set of eyes where it's just like this is like this borderline mythical figure that has taken out space pirates taken out Phazon, taken out like all this stuff the it's i think that could be compelling too to see like what a what an average bounty hunter or citizen or soldier or whatever thinks of samus and like you can look at yeah, again, kind of similar to how um, in Metal Gear Solid 2, like, Solid Snake is depicted as this, like, absolute legendary soldier. Um, and, and to see Raiden kind of kind of look at Snake through that vein is, is oh, compelling, I think. I ag- and I think it could be cool the other way. I agree, but I don't think it has to be done by they need to hunt Samus, right? Like, you can still have her from that perspective. Sure, yeah, you know? sure. If you're, like you have a hunter who's paired off to work with Samus is immediately going to look well, at her. In yeah. The same even if you're life. a hunter, that's like, you know, that Samus is also on the mission or like Samus is here. You could, you could, you could easily have like, that's like, wow, Samus is, yeah. is like, that's Samus. You know, I, I think that that could be I, compelling to you to see her in a different light. I know I a hundred percent agree. And I think that's, that'd be really cool. Cause I mean, for me, look, if I were a bounty hunter in the Metroid series and I know who Samus is, and I'm told by someone to go hunt Samus. Number one, I'm going to be like, okay, good luck. Nope. <laughs> no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm going to be like, no, I can't. Number one, I can't do it because I will die. And number two, I won't do it because I know who Samus is and what she's accomplished. You know, so like that's why it's hard for me to buy that because I feel like if it were me, I would be like, absolutely not. You know, and I think that would be more interesting. Be like, okay, like. How how can you find someone that would buy into that? That's that doesn't seem very realistic to me. And actually, that's kind I, of I think you, you you could get there. I mean, I guess I, I you guess could you could there. find someone, but then look how many people on John Wick. Yeah, but none of those people are likable. That's not true. I think the guy <laughs> from John Wick Two in the subway is very likable. I like that's but that's what I'm saying. Like a majority of the people who would sign up to do that, I don't think would be very likable. I wouldn't be rooting for that person. You know, like I would like am, how am I how do I root as the person who's going after the star? But there there and in itself is the, is the opportunity for an awesome character arc, and maybe you're not really rooting for this guy at the beginning. And as the character grows and learns and experiences, maybe by the end you are. Maybe, but then I have to deal with three quarters of the game not liking that person. <laughs> I could just like them from uh. the beginning. Like that's like that's what I love about Arbiter stories. But in the very beginning, you're like, oh, this guy has already woken up to the fact that the prophets are selling him BS. They're selling him cow poop, and but he's overcoming that, and at the same time, still at odds with Master Chief. 
Like, that's still very compelling to me. And then, obviously, Chief is, you know, he's doing his thing, little quips here and there. The one thing I hate about what they've done about him in the, the new games is that he's so melodramatic and he's, like, uh, he's a fugitive at one point. You have to go hey, after what? him. What the hell is the deal with this TV show? I heard he was Dude, like walking around without his helmet on. He's walking around without. We could do. A, I know we're coming up in the. Yeah, hour let's mark let's here. do a bonus. Let's do a bonus episode for Patreon. Oh my god, I I haven't even watched. <laughs> I haven't even watched past the first episode because it's the first episode. I, I haven't watched any of it. The first episode, man. First of all, there's so much ass cheeks in this show. Every there have been four episodes released, and every episode is on nudity, which I did not expect from a Halo game. But they took his. Right. They had his helmet, which. You know what? Fine. If they want to show cheeks, I, whatever. I'm fine with cheeks. Well, you know, yeah, hey, it's a it's an artistic choice. Master Cheek. You know, I didn't. Did I think I was going to see Master Chief's ass at any point in my life? No. Do I welcome Eek. it? I don't know. But I. That's something like. Buddy, those are the Master Cheeks. Come on. <laughs> if I would like that's 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 humanity's ass right there. Um, but like. That's right. If I were writing that show, Master Chief taking his helmet off is like end of season one reveal. You know, like you build to that. I, you, you does Chief ever take off his helmet in uh, in Halo? He's never he's recall. never taken his helmet off. I don't think so. He's taken yeah. it off hey. in the story, but not on camera. Unless you watch right. the ending of Halo One, where he takes his helmet off and there's another helmet on underneath that. Um, Let, let's do a bonus episode on this. There's one oh, there's so much I have to say about the show, and I'm like, uh, I all I will say is that I'm. I don't even want to say I'm not a fan because not, it, not it, it hurts. Okay. It hurts me to say that because I want to like it so bad and I just can't. Um, but yeah, I have to give a shout out. Did you ever play League of Legends? Because I watched yeah, Arcane. Yeah. I've never. Have I've I never ever played, played League, League of Legends? Yes, I have. I, I don't know. I, I didn't know a thing about League of Legends. I watched that show. Really solid. Arcane really is it. a great. Although, yeah. If I if I ever hear that Imagine Dragons song again, it will be too soon. I'm so sick of Imagine Dragons, dude. They're on dude. the radio all the time. I hear them and all. The, I it's, mean, it's no. Brutal. Hey, if any Imagine Dragons people are listening to the show, um, y'all are. Great. I feel like I like some. I like like I'm just, most of their songs that I've heard, but I can, I can't listen to the especially the rap verse and that song. What the hell just, is going uh, on? Some there? of their songs sound so similar and just like don't do anything for me. Yeah. But hey, I'm sure they're great people, very talented musicians. I have nothing they were, but great. They were just in Calgary two nights ago. But I, I am not a fan of their music. But I think Arcane was done really well. I mean, obviously the Castlevania show also done pretty well. Uh, first season of Witcher. I know people had some problems yeah. with the second season, but the first season I thought was pretty well received. Like you can do good game adaptations these days. I mean, we just had two Sonic movies come out that have both been really well received. Um, it's not impossible. Check, check out uh, Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the yes. stories. Yeah. So it's not me. impossible. Let's let's put a bow on this. So I think that that concept could be cool. Like the premise itself could be cool, um, and I th- I think that I think that you think that the premise could be okay as well. You're just a little. If I'm reading, I'm putting words in your mouth, but I think you may be a little bit more worried about that. They just may make it a little bit more generic rather than just I, take it in a in a. I just I just way. think there are more there are other compelling avenues that could go down. Like one and before we sign off, like one other idea, maybe not for a direct. Metroid Dread sequel, but I always thought a really cool idea was to do a Metroid game where we have an older Samus, right? And she's maybe retired, and you're working with a new hunter, and then she somehow comes out of retirement. Like, I'm just, as much, I I think there are so many other interesting, compelling things they could do without outright making Samus the bad guy or the perceived bad guy that I'm interested to see what those possibilities could be before outright just resign to she's a fugitive and then she's not, which we've, we've seen before a bunch of times. Maybe not in Metroid, well, but I, otherwise. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree. I do think, 
like I said, I think it's there. I think it's set up. I think it's logical. I think it could work yeah. as, a, as a starting point. Now, of course, it depends where they go and how they do it. Because, like I said, I thought the premise of Other M was actually not too bad. It's just that they, they took it in the direction that I wouldn't have taken it in. Before um, we sign off, though, I also think, and I've still talked about this, doing a complete spinoff that would be like Federation Force, but like focusing on the Aether Marines, right? Before Samus shows up the Metroid mm. Prime 2. You know, doing like an ODST or Halo Reach style kind of game with that would be so sick. Or one of the ideas I had for like remaking Hunters or doing a new Hunters game is, you know how each Hunter has their own like little intro trailer or whatever it is? Like maybe you play different sections of the game as each Hunter going through a fleshed out part of that origin story, right? Like Cannon busting out of the experimental lab and and Trace. If they had a single player campaign where like you were all, that would be cool. Yeah, like you're That'd playing as cool. Trace going through, you know, their their ritual to ascend to whatever, you know, taking over a new planet, stuff like that. Like that would be sick and be a really cool way to expand on the games, but still have a obvious ways for Samus to come back at later portions. I still think yeah. stuff like that is really cool. And I think that's what Metroid needs, like to take those right. different story yeah. ideas and different parts of the universe and flesh them out and have spinoffs that matter and aren't like, just like kind of throwaway ideas you know i mean i don't think and i, and I guess is, that's, like that's kind of why i'm saying like yeah well and that's that's what i mean like i think that if you had established a new character and let's say that let's say that federation force had like a character that we had met in metroid prime 3 and that was one of the lead characters and we knew this guy we knew like this hunter and, and we're familiar with him and had some sort of attachment i think that that game would have done a lot better mm -hmm. so i i think that you know i i definitely think yeah you don't want to lose sight of samus as like your main drawing power for Metroid. Yep. Like she is Metroid for sure. And always should be, but it's, it's also not the worst thing to have like supporting cast and, and building up supporting cast and taking some, some real estate time to, to build up your, your B characters. Yeah. We also so just speak. brought Samus back, you know, like let's, let's keep her around for a little while. Right. Like, you know, we brought everyone back with Samus returns, literally Everyone got back yeah. in with Dread. Like, I would hate it if we just lost Samus outright. Like, I would even be okay with having another game just entirely Samus before we split things up. Like, we just brought Dread back. I mean, I'm sure Metroid Prime 4 will be that game. I still think we're just playing as Samus. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. like, we just got everyone back in Metroid. I, I think... Did you, ever, did, you ever play, uh, did you ever play Perfect Dark? Of course I played Perfect Dark. For N64? Dark. Okay. Yes. You know how, like, you could... After you did all the missions or whatever, you unlocked, like, the, uh, the couple missions where you played as Mr. Blonde at the end? Mm -hmm. That that's kind of what I'm talking about. What I think in that we're gonna play Silex. I think it's gonna be like a little side story thing, like maybe after the game, or like I said, maybe it's DLC or something like that. Yeah. I just I I can I can feel it in my in my bones. We're All gonna right. be playing a Silex. Well, so we so, ought to put a, yeah. we don't put a bet on that. Okay. Yeah, All I'll right. bet you. I'll bet you. you I'll bet, bet you. Uh, I don't know what's worth what's what's uh, worthwhile to a Canadian. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. It's a bottle of maple I'm syrup. Just, I I, I, I I'll owe you. I'll owe you some. <laughs> Some Tim Hortons. All if, right. If, All right. Well, that means you got to come to Canada to get it, buddy. So okay. I, I'm down with so, that. So if, if Silex will be in the game or not. Uh, no, if Silex will be playable or not. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. So I, think, I think he'll be No, no. Game. That's what I mean. Yeah. He's definitely going to be in the game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is it. Tell us what you think of this premise. If you could be down with this premise. If you just want to stick with Samus. Stick with the engine that we know, Metro Dread. Um, and a couple of reminders. One... Let us know what you want us to cover for Mapping Metro next, because we are open for suggestion. And we've never done Hunters. We've never done Other M. Uh, we've never done Samus Returns. So if you want some of that stuff, let us know. Um, and next week, we are doing Metroid Would You Rather. So it's very simple. You ask a question, would you rather A or would you rather B? It can be anything, uh, but keep it clean and, uh, and let us know. You can let us know over on Twitter or on Discord. 
And of course, check us out over on Patreon. Rom Hack Reviews Episode 2 is coming out like imminently. And that is yep. on Metroid Rogue Dawn, which was a wild experience, which you can hear all about over on patreon.com forward slash Omega Metroid. Um, until then, we are going to get out of here. Of course, we want you guys to check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. Uh, I am at Spateri316 and Dak is at DakCity underscore. And uh, of course, check us out wherever you get your podcasts, like, subscribe, all that jazz. Uh, recommend us to a Metroid fan in your life. Tell them where they can get their weekly Metroid fix. And uh, yeah, that, you know what? Your, your outro last week was uh, was was up there. I wanted to make sure I mentioned it. Really? <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah, I thought it was great. Thank you. I did. I thought it was great. So. <laughs> Uh, shout out for Dak. Shout out to the Omega Metroid podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>